Welcome to Naked and Counting. I'm Magna Gopal. And I'm Leon Rose. Leon, you lucky bastard. Things are opening <laughs> up over there in France. Uh, they are. They are getting, you know, getting back to some kind of normalcy. Um, we started Do you to, have classes and schools? Yeah, uh, yeah we're just uh, planning up? to get back into the studio under a lot of regulations, a lot of alcoholic gel being spread around, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, these aroma oils being burnt or whatever they are. I bought one of these diffusers to try and uh, kill the bacteria in the air. I don't know oh, if yes. it's a, I don't know if it's a COVID killer, but, uh, I'm trying everything. Like where <laughs> I teach, there's like big extractors. So, you know, re renews the air all the time. So we're, we're following reg um, regulations and, uh, yeah, opening back up. Be nice over here to do the same. I think just a few places are opening, but very very limited yeah and definitely no parties still well the hardest thing is like i taught my first class as of this recording i taught my first class a couple of days ago and i had to do the whole thing in a mask that was hard it was the hardest thing i've done really like teaching a class but i got through it did it right. every so often every at the end of every class i had to go outside take a good couple puffs of air and then come back in and go for it you know so what happens is it's the they call it the porte ouvert le porte ouvert which is open doors so all the schools in uh france it kind of follows like the um this like the school year so in september all the schools in france they open up their doors and they give everybody a free class which is i really like that you know in london i don't think we really had that kind of thing they may like individual teachers or schools or whatever may have done something for them but i like the fact that everywhere's doing that and it's not only dance it's everything so basically students get a chance to go and test out classes at every school and then they can yeah. decide where all they want to take class basically i wish i had that you know i wish <laughs> i had that in the beginning because um you mean you didn't have a lot of schools as options? Oh, I had to. I had to pay for every blasted class I did. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the point? Yeah, well, at least, at least you know, a little taster to see what you're getting. You know, true, true, true. <laughs> and I, and I think that's great. But I've seen over the years that once these students go through those doors, there's certain schools that will not allow their students to go anywhere else, and I think that is absolutely crazy. That is a very interesting point you make because I think that's pervasive around the world. Yeah. I don't think it's just a, a France thing. I think it's pervasive around the world. It's and not so big in France. There may be like one or two places where they kind of closed up a little bit. But mm -hmm. I've seen that, you know, in different countries, there's always like one school somewhere. There's always one school that people talk about and say, oh, those students can't go anywhere else. They're, they're stuck in their same techniques. They're stuck in the same ways. Well, sometimes I wonder, because I've been to some smaller cities around the world, and yeah. the reason most of the time they prohibit their students from going somewhere else is because the instructor of one school had a falling out with the instructor of the other school. And so it's not even so much about preventing their learning from someone else. It's uh, preventing their learning from that specific person because they hate that person. 
you know? Yeah, that, that's crazy. I had that years ago where um, some of my students wanted to go to somebody else's class and they had to go through an interview over the telephone, like an hour interview. And they, if they said that they went to my class, they were not allowed to go to this person's class. I won't go deep into it, but, mm. you know, there's people that know me for years uh, from London, they will know the the story of that, which is you know I always thought was crazy. It is it is crazy. Like I guess I'm trying to understand the person, the school that's prohibiting the the movement of students. Like also trying to understand them. If you're coming from a place of you should only learn with me because I'm the best, or you don't want to lose students, then I think that is really bad, right? But isn't there this also this element, like, let's say, for example, learning on one or on two, right? Some people are like, oh, should I learn on one or on two? Or should I like be taking classes in both? And sometimes the instructor will be like, well, why don't you focus on one, right? Get your technique and understand and learn all of that. And then later, once you feel comfortable with that, the baseline, then you could go and pick up another style. So I wonder if that's one of the reasons why sometimes instructors kind of tell their students not to go because when they're teaching you a technique, like let's say, for example, um, myself, right? Yeah. As a follower and as a lead, I have a certain concept of what I want to teach. And I know for a fact that there are lots of instructors out there that don't teach that. I would not forbid my students from going to them. Granted, I don't have a school with regular classes, but um, at the same time, I know that every time they come back to me, I'm probably going to have to change something. I'm probably going to say, okay, I understand what you learned. However, this won't always work with this, for example, right? So maybe it's because of that, that they're like, okay, here's the technique that I'm teaching. And I know most of the people out there are teaching something different. And I just don't want to keep on erasing and rewriting on the chalkboard of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely something that I've uh, said to people, whether they were at my class or they're doing other classes, I always said, you know, master what you're learning at that moment and then move on. There's so many things to learn. You cannot learn everything from one teacher, right. you know, but also there are the, 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 the wars between schools that you were talking about, you know, the arguments that have led into um, years of rivalry and banning so people from good. going to socials and classes and all that. Stupidness. So people are, students are basically losing out, but also it's the financial thing. Like if they're in a small city and you, there's jealousy as well, you know, it's, but it's financial. If somebody's making money and, they, and there's not that many students, they're going to try and keep as many students as they can so they can make more money. You know, right. I can understand that. You've got to look after your business. Um, but this sort of reminds me of a story, uh, something that happened in uh, Mexico. Like, um, I was in uh, Guadalajara and I was teaching this workshop. It was, it was a strange workshop in, because I, I, there was all the schools in the area came to this workshop and I gave them a talk of my history in the dancing, uh, how I started, how I, you know, how I create and how I choreograph. And I decided to come up with this concept where I'd get all of the schools, all of the people that were there to choreograph a piece of a song and then they all perform it together you know which is it, for them it was kind of strange because they always always uh used to keeping apart and trying to keep their students you know right and 
and I got them to do this thing and it was amazing. They loved it and I loved it. And the point was, the point I told them is not, don't fight about keeping your students. Focus on getting new students in right. through the door. Getting Grow more, the scene. Get, exactly grow the scene and then you don't have to worry about anything and the most important thing nobody is going to learn everything that they need for the dance floor for the stage for whatever your purpose from one instructor right even i right even i can admit that that that, you know i can't i mean if someone wanted to learn a whole bunch of afro stuff i'm not the person to go to there you go I could recommend someone else if they wanted modern or ballet or those kind of techniques. I'm also not the person for that. There are things that I specialize in that I can definitely teach you, but um, there is an element of being a well-rounded dancer that it does kind of require you to be able to expand your wings and learn from different people. And also we all start wherever we start, you know, whether that is a, you know, even a certain dance club. Like I didn't take lessons, but I remember going always to the same club in Toronto. And yeah. that club was full of, you know, half drunk people who didn't really know much. But then so you, fit, was... you fit right in then. Right <laughs> half drunk, come on. <laughs> Barely drink, except that one time. Um... <laughs> We've talked about that. That's on another episode. <laughs> Did we? we didn't actually talk about that. I think we mentioned it, but uh, if not, we'll do another episode on uh, Magna getting drunk in Croatia. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to say Croatia? Now you throw that out there. God damn it. Um, anyways, I remember just in terms of the clubs that I would go to, and there were like two clubs. They were very clubby clubs, you know, so you did have yeah. your dancers. But for the most part, everyone there was just, you know, moving and grooving. It, it wasn't like very technical. And then once I found out about some of these other places that had like proper lessons before, and then they had like a very good um, technical group of dancers there, then I started going there. You know, it took me the opportunity to see a different place to realize what I liked as well, you know, what I really wanted to be doing. And so a lot of students, they start somewhere because that's the first thing that they see that's like, Oh, they drove by a school. Oh, wow. They have salsa lessons. All right. I'm going to start here. You know, biggest flashiest sign outside. Right. Right. But you don't necessarily know if that's the best style of learning and teaching for you. And so it's not to say that the instructor, what they're teaching is bad or that the instructor is bad, but some people just learn better with different people. And the only way you're ever going to find that out is by exploring. And then finally, at the end of the day for instructors, like, you're, yeah, I get the financial thing that you're mentioning about trying to keep them, but your goal should be the betterment of your student, you know? Exactly. Like you should be trying to build the scene, like you said, right? Grow the community with a whole bunch of great dancers. And if that means that they've stopped their learning with you, well, so be it. At least you gave them something. There's something that you said uh, earlier on, you know, about, um, other schools doing different techniques and whatever else. There's something that I heard, um, I've heard many, many times is like people complaining about the technique of other schools being really bad. And there, you know, there's so many teachers teaching so many crazy stuff out there and making a lot of money. And I remember one day this guy said to me, he's a, he was a teacher at the time. He said to me, you know what? I don't care how many bad teachers there are out there. Why? Because at one point, 
that student, those students that are going to come and see me. Mm-hmm. And he told me that. And I said, you know what? I like that. You know, it's if true. you're good enough, you know, people will find you. Right. It's true. And, and everyone can see that eventually. Again, like even the bad teachers are bringing students in. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, so They're you can't the knock them. Uh, yeah. They, they are the ones who actually probably do an even better job of like going out there, putting flyers on bus stops and, you know, all that marketing. So there you have to thank them for putting all that effort, even if it is just to get the person through the door for a year or something. And then that person moves on to um, more advanced or more refined technique with a different instructor. Everyone is a part of that chain in this community at some point. The bad instructors, the good instructors, the bad students, the good students, the bad dancers, the good dancers. Everybody is needed for this community to grow. So, yeah, we can't knock them. But at the same time, I mean, got to kind of be open to your students' growth more than just your revenue. Exactly. You know, there's two types of schools. The ones that bring in a lot of new people, you know, they may be earning they may be the biggest schools that are always bringing in new people, bringing in new people, you know, and people are passing up the levels quickly. And then there's the other schools that have maybe the top international instructors that are teaching there regularly during the week that not necessarily getting the beginners in, but they're, they're getting the, the advanced moves. But you know what? The whole community works together. You right. need everything. You need every exactly. school, the good, the bad, the ugly, and, you know, who are, whatever else. Exactly. So, and you know what else you need? What's that? a really good podcast to talk to you about all of this stuff. Oh my gosh. That was you this time. You got that. <laughs> hey, I've done a couple the link of them. To the end. <laughs> but on that note, folks, um, share your thoughts. How has your learning experience been? Have you experienced that with instructors or schools where they've kind of prohibited you from learning elsewhere? How did you feel when you finally left and tried to learn elsewhere? Or do your instructors encourage you to try different things? Um, Has the process of going to different schools and trying different things enhanced your learning or impeded it, you know, by providing too much information? And then, of course, don't forget to share this podcast. (laughs) There you go. That's the most important thing. Share the knowledge and share the podcast. Exactly. Catch you on the next one. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Leon Rowe. And my name is Magda Gopal. Ciao.